Hey, Eric Bischoff here. And if you're looking for the inside scoop, all of the information, look no further than the Rigside Podcast. You're listening to the Ringside Podcast. Welcome to Ringside. The show that brings you all that is pro wrestling news, interviews, and opinions. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. You know what? You know what? You just made the list. Really? With Daniel Spencer. The jabroni beaten. Pie eaten. And Eric Cornish. And I think that the spotlight should go on top of me. And now... Let's ring the bell and start the show. Welcome to the Ringside Podcast. I'm Daniel Spencer. And I'm Eric Cornish. All right, just us two again today. We got a lot to talk about because we've been, you know, we've been we've been busy, busy bodies in the last uh, few weeks. If we can only get a few of these out at a time. So I apologize for all of our fans out there. But, um, you know, I'm excited. Um, yeah, a whole lot going on right now. And I mean, uh, you know, between, you know, you, you being a part of Impact and OVW and uh, me doing the same and both of us with our families, it's... Uh, it has been pretty, pretty crazy. NTI and all that good stuff when it comes to, uh, you know, getting the kids in school and becoming teachers. Right. Who knew? Yeah. Who knew we could do that kind of stuff? I had no idea we could become uh, <laughs> teachers. And uh, yeah, and it sounds like, unfortunately, it's going to be even longer than we were hoping for. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So a lot, uh, a lot to tackle, a lot to go on. I, uh, you know, we've got... Uh, you know, you've got some some big big happenings involved in the um, uh, in WWE. You got, of course, Impact Turning Point was this past weekend, um, and then uh, we're, you know the the women's tag team, the Knockouts tag team divisions come back as they're having a tournament to lead toward Hard to Kill to crown new new Knockouts tag team champions. Uh, we haven't got, had a show since Full Gear, AEW Full Gear as well. Yeah, AEW Full Gear, uh, OVW. We got, of course, Survivor Series building up. Uh, what's going on there? Is is possibly we'll answer the question: Is Shaq all elite or what? Um, and um, yeah, so um, you know, a lot to cover. So let's. Um, and a uh, few people have left uh, wrestling. Uh, too as well. Well, one of them I think we covered last month or last month, but the other one has left not wrestling but left WWE. So um, yeah, a lot to lot to cover for sure. Uh, let's. Uh, so why don't we uh, why don't we start uh, by first uh, giving a shout out to our sponsor, Colin Elbow. It's right to go to Use promo code Ringside all capital letters. You save ten percent and you help the Ringside podcast out. Colin has some exclusive merchandise, especially from Talking Shop Mania too. If you watch that. Uh, as well as exclusive music merchandise for different people and uh, and uh, just the overall brand. So go to CollarNumberBrand.com, use promo code RINGSIDE, you save 10%, and you support this podcast in the, pro- in the process. So we appreciate that. And, um, yeah, absolutely. So um, let's uh, – why, why don't we touch on – let's kind of backtrack a little bit. This has been a couple of weeks. Let's talk about AEW Full Gear. Uh, did you watch the whole show? I did not. Uh, I did not get to watch Full Gear, and um, 
not to, not getting on the the pay per view train. It's weird how we get uh, <laughs> we get kind of like spoiled with WWE Network, and it's like you just turn it on and it's there, and then it's like, oh yeah, I got to pay for a pay per view. Yeah, I don't know about that, but uh, but the, a lot of big things happened uh, during that. Um, you know, I was I was intrigued by the 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 main event. I I didn't know who was going to say I quit. I'm a little bit surprised that it turned out the way it did with Eddie Kingston right. saying I quit. Um, I, I, I expected a little more shenanigans to be a part of the process, but um, but it, it is almost kind of made Eddie Kingston a babyface. Almost, I don't know how, but it it looked like that was kind of the road he was he was taking uh, yeah. on Dynamite. So so I'm not really sure where that's going. Yeah, um, you had that going on. You had also. Um, with uh you know in that match uh you also um or in that show I should not match but in that show you had the uh finally the young bucks become the tag team champions right it wasn't the first yeah. time they've officially only even though they're EPV, EVPs of the company they uh finally are now tag team champions which is i guess rightfully so we shouldn't hold on sure. they shouldn't been champions that long but they defeated uh, F- um, FTR, and and meaning that uh, this that obviously has nothing to do with this feud, or has not stopped this feud. I believe they're going to have probably your typical rematch, and then let alone your rubber match to determine who really is the best tag team in the world. Although there's other tag teams in the in the other companies that can say, "Hey, we're the we're also the best in the world." Um, yeah, and I, I think it will take a while. Uh, I mean, I think I think they'll draw this out. Apparently, uh, Matt Jackson is having some issues, uh, some injury issues, and uh, so I don't know where that's going to go. But I mean, this is a legit thing that that he's dealing with. Um, you know, they had, they had made the uh, the condition that if they lost the match, they would never challenge for the tag team titles, which uh, didn't turn out that way as I thought it might. Uh, you know, because Co- Cody kind of went that direction, you know, and now he can't challenge for the the heavyweight championship. So uh, it looked like maybe maybe they would do the same thing. But um, I think it was a nice story told. I think they used all the uh, the classic tag team moves from all their favorite uh, tag teams right. uh, but but the one thing that ended up costing them was uh, FTR jumping out of their comfort zone and going you know as you see dash coming off the top rope with a flip which they always say no flips just fists he comes off does the flip and that that's what cost them so I think it was a great story told and I think there's there's plenty of more mileage between those two teams. Um, you know, I, I remember vividly, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say what a lot of things were said by this person unless they want to do it per, on this podcast or on another show. But I, I um, had a critique, or not a critique, I had a uh, review given to me by the great Al Snow, and Al Snow said this match, this tag team match, was probably the best match on the card, even though there was a lot of things he didn't like about it. More, more importantly, uh, he felt like they, you know referee referee there was some referee issues not just didn't protect protect himself as, as the the official but that's True. you know that happens unfortunately a lot with AEW. happens a lot yeah and young buck max uh, um, matches especially yeah and you've actually been kind of seeing that a little bit kind of crossover in a lot of different promotions and and i think al and i know uh scott demore and is trying to push pull that push that hard about uh making sure no burials are there and uh, I think it's, of course, definitely happening a little more and better in WWE. So, uh, which hopefully, uh, with Mike Kyoto being in uh, AEW, uh, they can push that forward too. Um, but another, um, you know, another, you know, you had, 
uh, Cody Rhodes uh, lose. Actually, being for, for the first time being called Cody Rhodes, yes, um, in AEW because he's never he hasn't he basically got the trademark back and got the got released to be able to call, which was honestly smart by WWE. Just let him have it. I mean, and I don't see, yeah. you know, at this point, um, he always said that he. I think before he he mentioned he there was a loophole where he could call himself that. But he never did it. But I think there was one thing needed to be done so he can officially be. And there was some kind of. I have to look it up and remember exactly why he never went full blown with it. Because yeah. Um, so you know, I think it's you know cool that he got to. I mean, that's his name. Come on now. I mean, I know. Well, it, and here it is. The like the way the way that it's gone. Everybody knows he's Cody Rhodes. I mean, he they, everybody knows it. And as a matter of fact, even though they've made such a big deal ab- about it for the last week, you know, on TV about, oh, congratulations, you got your name and everything. And But, I mean, how many times has JR or how many times has Tony Schiavone or anybody slipped up and called him Cody Rhodes during... Well, during, what I think is oh. funny is that JR made a, made a joke about it. He was like, well, I mean, I've called him that before. I, 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 I'm, <laughs> uh, unbeknownst, I shouldn't have or whatever. Something like that made a comment. Yeah. I thought it was pretty funny yeah. that he acknowledged, acknowledged that he's slipped up a few times, but... But yeah, yeah. so but you know Derby uh, Darby Allen uh, defeated Cody and uh, became the new um, the new AEW TNT Championship, which actually also did not happen on TNT. Uh, yeah, that's no. true. I, I didn't I, think about that. Always blows my mind when when they announced that the very first champion wasn't even crowned on TNT. It was crowned yeah. on pay per view, and most of the time, you know, only one time has the cha- if I'm not mistaken, when uh, well, I guess twice when Cody first lost it. And then won it back. Those are the only two times that actually ha- yeah. those two times happen on TNT, right? Or no? Yeah, I think I think you're right there. Which, it kind of that's maybe not. Maybe not. No, I think he lost it to when he lost it. He lost it on TNT or on pay per view at All Out, right? No, he lost. No, he lost it on. Uh, he lost it on TNT. Oh, he did. Okay, okay. Brody Lee. Yeah. Okay. But the uh, the weird thing about that is, I don't I don't know why he lost it to Brody Lee now. It just the, the fact that he's lost it to Darby Allen, which again makes sense. I mean, I don't have a problem with him. You know, I think Darby Allen's a, a great you know person to have that title. Uh, but I, I don't know why he lost it to Brody Lee to to get it right back. I don't know if it was just he was going to be off TV for a few weeks, you know, filming his new show, or I I don't know. But it didn't. It just seemed like such a pointless kind of transition, you know. To I don't, I don't know. It doesn't make sense now at this point, but yeah, it doesn't. Um, I will say this though: uh, let's back up at the, at the very first match of the night. Well, not the first match on the pay per view. Uh, you had Kenny Omega against Hangman Adam Page, and um, and basically becoming who you know, number one contender for the title, the winner of that. But um, you know, Impact e- EVP Executive Vice President uh, Don Callis was there doing commentary. So, uh, which was pretty cool to see kind of the, you know, the shaking of hands, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it, to me, it, it raised my eyebrows because I, I thought, well, this, this could be interesting. This could be something that that we've talked about on this show many times is that maybe if you're working together with other promotions, you can, you can better your own. Um, you know, we've seen NWA and, and AEW working together, but 
um, this, I while I thought, might, and it, it, it may lead to something. We may not know exactly all what's going on behind the scenes, but uh, I did hear Don Callis on, on the Busted Open radio show um, along with uh, Bully Ray and uh, Dave LaGreca. Great, great show on Sirius, is, uh, by yeah, the way, absolutely. if you had a chance to listen to it. Um, and, and Don said he was just there and was there to see Kenny and they've had, had a long relationship and kind of went back and forth. And, and Kenny's the one that reached out and said, oh, I would love if you would call my match, you know, cause he, he was able to call some of his matches in in new Japan, of course. And, and, and Tony Khan was all about it. Sure. Come on, let's do it. And, uh, that's, that's as simple as it was, but that's what he said. I guess we'll see. You may not know more than I do at this point, Mister Mister Impact. So. No, I mean I don't. I don't know. But here's the thing, though. Scott um, Demore is kind of the same. He doesn't. He, he's he's open to you know working chick hand deals. I mean, obviously, it's yeah. not it's not a secret now that there is a supposedly a deal going to work out with the Good Brothers and some other talent when it comes to New Japan. You know, when when the pandemic starts, he's kind of br- he's kind of brought that to you know, like yes, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna allow the Good Brothers to do both. We're gonna allow things to happen. We're gonna allow you know, and he's open to that. I mean, he's obviously open to EC3 working was working Impact and and uh, ROH. He's open to even before. I mean, if you look back when Cody was actually with Impact and ROH, he was doing both then at that time. That was right when I think he came in on board. Um, to lead that, I'm, I, if I look at the timeline, I have to go back and look. I believe it was kind of like right in there. And he allowed some of his talent to even go at the time to work all all in, the very first all in before AEW was a thing too as well. So uh, I, I think that if, it's, if the shoe was on the other foot, you know, you had one of the Young Bucks show up or EVP or Cody or, or Tony Khan show up about hanging out at Impact pay-per-view or whatever. And and uh, one of the wrestlers, I would love for him to be commentating. Absolutely, they would probably do the same thing. Yeah. I don't see yeah. any reason why they wouldn't. Um, I, I hope there's more than than meets the eye to it. I, you know, as a wrestling fan, as somebody who I want to see all all these companies do well, I, I would like to see something like that happen. And you know, if 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 Tony Khan and and Don Callis and you know Billy Corgan, they can all get together and go, hey, we all have our own deals, but mm-hmm. every now and then, let's kind of let's kind of spice it up. It's only good for the business, I'm telling you. Yeah, and and um, on that show, I mean, of course, Kenny Omega's now the number one contender. You saw him come out and kind of look to John Moxley like, "Hey, I'm challenging you." Kind of orde- ordeal. Um, um, uh, it was a weird interaction. I don't think I think you could have done away with that, honestly. But everything everything has been weird with Kenny Omega to me since day one in AEW. I've never I've never been that fan that thinks he's one of the top in the world that a lot of people do. Um, but I am more intrigued by this character than I am the character that he's had here all along. Yeah. Uh, I did not expect him to beat uh, Adam Page, but he did. And um, so so we'll see. We'll see kind of where this goes. Of course, on Dynamite, you know, he talked about we've never had a match before. We've never had a match before. And I had to think for a second. I was like, what's he talking about? They had a match. And then he was like, I didn't see it anywhere in the record books. And the fact was that the first match that he had with Moxley was an unsanctioned match. So it wouldn't be in the record books. And so I was like, Oh, okay, this is cool. I like where he's going with that. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's good. I, I, I like, I like the change in character for Kenny Omega. Maybe this will make me care a little bit more. Um, then you had, uh, <laughs> MJF. Yeah. Uh, against, Chris Jericho and um, you know uh, so if, if if 
MJF won. Him and him and uh, uh, Wardlow are, are like in the inner circle. So uh, what do they do? They pull a whole. They pull Eddie Guerrero out of this and uh, and cause it to be a kind of a part of the finish. And I, look, I. Uh, I I was entertained. I was sports. It just keeps getting better. I was sports entertained by the match. I, yeah. You know, um, it, it you know it's good. I don't like. I said between. I personally thought that was probably the best match of the night, just because of the story they were, they were telling and it was entertaining. Yeah. But however, there were some things that I was like uh, didn't like. But uh, but that's just me being nitpicky. I do that all the time with ma- all matches, even matches I'm in a referee in. Um. So um. Yeah. So uh, I I. Interesting. He went. It kind of like Orlo doesn't want to be there. The other rest of the inner circle, part of them don't like it. So it's kind of this whole yeah. weird. I, I like where the, I, I'm. I'm curious to see where they're going with it. You know, and, and and there's still that whole tension, like there has been from the beginning, uh, uh, with Sammy Guevara, and you know, and then them sending him to the wrong place on Dynamite, and you know, and it's. I think that's where it's going to blow up first, and might end up with with maybe Sammy leaving the inner circle. And, uh, and, and it could be, it, you know, it, it, what it could be is, you know, MJF trying to destroy the inner, inner circle from the inside out, you know, to get to Jericho eventually. It's going to make Jericho uh, probably he's, he's been the biggest jerk in AEW since it started. He'll be one of the biggest baby faces in AEW when it's all said and done. Hear me, hear me oh, right yeah. now when yeah. I say it. This, I mean, this is, this is if, if anything, this might lead to the turn of Jericho going babyface, yeah, but it's sure. all it's slow burn, and I like it. I like yeah. where it's going. Um, uh, speaking of uh, Sammy, uh, he was in that uh, elite deletion match um, with Matt Hardy, which you know, uh, I'm not saying I hated it at all. I'm not saying I loved it either. It, it was, it was, I was. There was things in it that made me pop and I laugh, especially with you know Hurricane Helm showing up and Gangrel and that kind of thing. But um, I just think it's hard to duplicate what you've done in the past. Yeah. And yes, the budget may be better and things like that, but it's still just hard to duplicate that first thing or second thing you did in TNA Impact a long time ago. And WBE, you didn't really, you didn't have the creative control to do what you want to do, but it was still, it was still, the one in WBE was still okay. Well, um, there was one thing missing in this one that has been there through all of the other ones, and that was Jeremy Borash. Jeremy yeah. Borash was a part of all of the other ones, the ones he did in in Impact, the ones he did in in WWE, yep. and uh, he wasn't part of this well, one. Well, brother but, Nero, Nero was missing too, as well. Well, it's true, it's true. Yeah. But I think I think now you know this this kind of probably concludes that whole era with Matt Hardy, which trust me was groundbreaking. It you know it, it inspired probably a lot of the stuff we've been seeing during the pandemic era. But I think. Uh, Hopefully, I think this is kind of a nice bow on that whole uh, that whole era there of well, the broken Matt Hardy character. We can't, and, we can't mention Jeremy Borash was also, but, but also uh, Jimmy Long was a part of it too. Okay, Paradise, Paradise. So he yeah. was just as important in those in those. He was involved in every single one as well. So um, you know, so those two were missing, and then of course Jeff Hardy was always in every single one, pretty much. If I think, I yeah. mean, even in WB, he was there, and then, of course right. the back one. So. Um, so that was the, uh, you know, but at the same time, it wasn't, I just think, right, I think it's time to end it, move on, go on, yeah. do something else, come up with another groundbreaking character. But who knows, you know, um, if that's what we're going to do or not. Um, you know, I've heard it say it's played out. So we'll see if that's the, that if they go that route or not. 
But overall, I mean, it was it wasn't a. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm not Dave Meltzer and like you know uh, going crazy over this like he is. But I, I would give it a. You know, if we go five stars, I would give it a three easily. A three out of five stars for the overall show, just in my opinion. Uh, I don't know about you, but that's that's just me. Because um, there was definitely things that were entertaining, definitely things that were not, and definitely, but it, you know, production value. Every, it just seemed it was really it was it was good. So three stars. Yeah, it was more kind of an ending on a lot of things, um, and and then we roll into you know dynamite, and you know some new things kind of popped up here and there. Um, so, so I think, yeah, I think it was a, it was a good little wrap up of, uh, of a lot of things that were going on. And then of course, you know, the Jericho and MJF, it's kind of like the end of phase one, uh, but we'll see where we get along the line there, um, you know, to other things. Um, but, uh, but you know, when, when it led to dynamite and probably one of the oddest moments and, uh, something that left a lot of people talking in good ways and bad ways, um, was the Cody Rhodes segment. Um, and, and you kind of hinted at this a little bit earlier. Um, what did, what did you think about the whole segment? I've only seen what's, what's been clipped in online. So I, I really don't, I haven't, I haven't seen the segment from beginning to end. So I can't really, it's hard for me to ju- to, to state how I really feel about it. It seemed, it seemed, it seemed like there was missing pieces to the puzzle, but I'm it also seemed- not seeing the full thing, but I've heard that right. with the full thing, it still doesn't matter. It it was missing a lot, and, and the, this is the way that AEW has done a lot of their angles, and, and this has been one of my pet peeves, is, is to debut a character that has no backstory, that has no explanation, that seems to not fit. And while it, you know, it, it, it wasn't what she did, and, and if you'll have to excuse me, I don't even remember her name at this point. <laughs> That's how bad Jade? it was. Is it Jade? Okay, Jade. Uh, uh, Cargill. Is that right? Something, Something like, that. like that. Yeah. That's bad because when you when you debut somebody and you bring them out to make an impact in such a huge role as to go face to face with one of the top names in the company, mm-hmm. like Cody Rhodes, and the segment's over, you don't remember her name, but you do remember what she said. Well, you only got half of the message accomplished, right? Right. So. Jade comes into the ring and interrupts Cody and just kind of shows up behind him, which is weird. <laughs> Everybody's going, well, what's going on? What's going You know, it's like, can anybody just walk into the ring at any time and, and start talking, yeah. especially somebody we haven't seen on dynamite before. Right. And, or in any other company of note. And so she has this whole, you know, spiel that goes down. And thank and congratulates Cody on getting his name, um, but I think that whole part was supposed to be a little more impactful. You know, I think I think she was supposed to hit a little bit more on. Well, you couldn't handle just having one name, mm-hmm. but my guy can. You know, that that's kind of where it was supposed to go. But I, I feel like she just kind of glossed over that, and then on her way out, said the name Shaq. Yeah. What was she saying? <laughs> do, do you know what she was talking about? Other than saying the name Shaq, it's like, oh, okay, maybe Shaq's coming. But other than that, I didn't know her place in any of this. And oh, and then there was that interaction with her and Brandy too, which was a little over the top. But well, she she was apparently trained um, by Heath Slater and QT Marshall, so she's part of the. Okay. Um, you know, I don't know how long she was with Heath and what moved her over to QT, but apparently she's been part of that whole. Nightmare Factory kind of deal 
um, somebody else who's involved in Nightmare Factory, someone from OVW, uh, maybe we reach out to him and say, uh, hey, you know, what do you know about this Jade character? But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's um, she's a fitness model. You know, that's all I know. I'm just and I'm literally sure. just going by what I've looked at when I looked her up. Like, who is this? Well, girl? the thing is, she could be she could be the greatest star. Who knows? Yeah. She could be awesome. She could be great in the ring. She we don't know. But but the fact is, when we don't know, we don't know. So right. you can't you can't. That's the only problem I have with this. Like, you can't throw her in to this segment and just assume everybody knows who she is. And if you assume that people don't know who she is, we well, got to do a better job of creating who she is. Right. And I don't think they did this. And, and the only thing coming out of this segment that, that people are really talking about besides who is this girl is Shaq. So, um, I, I don't know. I don't know if it did her any favors as a debut. Well, and, and then Maybe there's because Bob is brandy so hot on this. Maybe that maybe there's something to do with maybe yeah. uh, you know I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe it's um, you know there's some kind of they come up with some kind of angle that you know she was involved with Cody or something or you know or Cody was I don't know you know it just if it make it make it a little more personal of why brandy right. was so hot why. This was going on. Why Shaq is important in all this, you know, and why and what's her relationship with Shaq? Like, how does how does she know Shaq, and what what is he going to have to do, right. you know, when he comes in? I mean, is he coming in to challenge Cody? Is you know what what's he going to do? I mean, it makes sense with their you know their connection with TNT and Shaq's connection with TNT. It totally makes sense that he would make an appearance. And Shaq has been at many WrestleManias, and sure. That's He's a wrestling fan. I mean, he, he there was there was a rumor that he was going to face the Big Show one WrestleMania, and Vince just didn't like the way that uh, he was progressing physically. So. Um you know, he's, he's, he's been in matches before he was in the Andre, the giant battle Royal. So um, I'm excited about the possibility of what's going to happen. It just, it was a little clunky. I thought the whole, the whole segment announcing it, but, but it got people talking. So yeah. I guess it, it, it accomplished the goal. huh? And I guess, and, and speaking of that, I, if I remember correctly, big show was like training doing whatever. And he was shocked when he found out Shaq did, it was, and not that this is just what's been out there. So I'm not trying to knock anybody, but yeah. apparently when he was, when they looked into it, Shaq actually did the opposite. He just, he didn't care. His body got worse. He, he wasn't preparing. He wasn't trained. He wasn't making it serious. And then that's what, what big show was like, what in the world? And everybody, they, they cut it off. They cut off the possible deal because Shaq was just, Oh, I'm just going to show up and get a check and do whatever. Cause you know, but it was like, no, we wanted you to take it serious. And he never did. And so now, I guess AEW, whether <laughs> maybe he's taking it serious, I don't know. And he may he may have been taking the WWE serious, just according to Vince and Show and everybody involved, it didn't seem that way. Um, so yeah. that's why it never never happened. So which was I think supposed to be at WrestleMania uh, thirty three, the one in Orlando, thirty three, right? yeah. thirty three, yeah, because yeah. he wrestled at thirty two. So right. uh, so uh, question to you: yeah. if if this is the case and he's coming in, then. If, is the match Shaq and Cody? I mean, is that the way to go if he's if he's going to wrestle a match? I mean, Cody has proven before he's wrestled, um, you know, uh, guys who are stars or athletic, but yet fame. You know, like he did Stephen Amell, and yeah, you know, and those kind of like he's worked with those guys and carried them and been able to do that. So Cody's a talent to do it, and I think he could, but. You're also dealing with a little bit. You're dealing with a big, huge guy that 
you know, is way past his prime on his athleticism. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I, yeah, I don't, I, I mean, it'd be great to see him come in It'd be a good shot in the arm if AEW uses him correctly. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you do with, with him at this point. And in a singles match, you know, with Cody, I don't, I don't know if that's the way to go or not, well, but, and, uh, and shot coming in doesn't mean that he's coming into Russell either. It could be, no, it doesn't, you know, um, to basically, you know, I don't know, do could be something uh, politically or when it comes to the management of AEW in his position or what you never know could, yeah. what it could turn into. Or, again, Shaq could have dirt on something that uh, he's afraid him coming in and spilling the dirt yeah. on what Shaq knows since he's kind of, you know, going to reveal, you know, maybe, oh, yeah, you politicked yourself all the way into the, you know. Yeah. The, and here, you know, this is the other thing I was thinking about. So we talked about weird debuts in AEW. Think think about this the 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 most awkward ones I could think of and Jade being one of them. The other two that come to mind all happened around Cody. Yeah. There was Matt Matt Cardona, right? Which I think we all agreed was kind of a weird, weird. debut. Yeah. And then he and now he's not there from what I can understand. He only, he only did like five appearances, right? It was like yeah. five appearance deal or something. And then the other one was uh, the first one was uh, the butcher and the blade, which they've they've w- more than made up for it now, especially this past Wednesday. But when they debuted, it was the weirdest thing too. And there was Cody in the ring, and they came up through the ring, and and and, uh, and it was Excalibur going, "It's the butcher and the blade and the bunny." And everybody was like, "Who? <laughs> Who are these people?" I know I was. I mean, maybe not everybody was, but I was. And uh, well, even Jr. I think said that he he got a lot of flack yeah. on the. Uh, on the on Twitter for like not knowing who they were, he's like, "Well, I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm." He was basically kind of justifying that I'm. I'm thinking of it's the true. Regular, regular audience, like they they didn't know who he was. So I was trying to. I sure didn't. You know, I didn't. I right. mean, I, I I had a buddy of mine that was tweeting me and was like, "Oh my gosh, this is great!" And I'm like, "I don't know who these guys are." So, uh, but anyway, those it, isn't it weird though that that those three re- weird clunky debuts all happened involving Cody? Huh? It's kind of strange, isn't it? And I like most of the stuff Cody does. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. But it's interesting to see where they're going. Uh, next pay per view is not until February. Called uh, is it Revolution? Right. Yes. And, which is Correct. another. Which is basically the part two. They've had it last February. They're doing it. So I guess they're going to keep the same names because mm-hmm. you've seen All Out, uh, Full Gear, Double or Nothing. Uh, I don't think they call this Revolution Revolution Two though. I think they're just calling it Revolution. Uh, I think Double or Nothing was labeled Double or Nothing too, right? Um, yeah, I, I guess. Can't remember. I can't remember. I, I, I feel like which which makes sense if that's their case because that might be their their big show of the yeah. year, and they can name it. You know, every year they'll name it three and four, kind of like you know. Which well, it's like any anything else in the world when you you know, and technically when you have an annual event, you can't call it annual until the third year. You know, that's that's something that I learned in, in, you know, journalism where it's like, you know, you have the very first, you have the second ever, you, and then you have you call the, the third annual. You can call it the first annual, right? Uh, you're not supposed to call it the first annual because, if I mean, that's just wishful thinking at that point. So uh, until the third year is when you can call it an annual event. So maybe, you know, they're just... They're working their way there. They'll get there eventually. Well, I mean, yeah, they haven't been around for three years, so I mean, it makes yeah. sense. But yeah, but uh, but at the same time, why call every? I mean, no other company does that. Yeah, the only one that uh, 
Um, I mean, Impact will call it uh, the. I think they numbered the Slammiversaries. Yeah, but I don't think they number Bound for Glories. I think Bound for Glories just no. is just, if I'm not mistaken, they always call it Bound for Glory, whatever year it is. Mm-hmm. But well, they, uh, now they don't even number WrestleManias. So, <laughs> well, they well they do and they don't. Yeah, it's still yeah. Wrestle. We know this WrestleMania come up it's still WrestleMania 37. Um, although, although rumor is, which I heard this months ago, that they were going to be relocating to Tampa, where the last WrestleMania 36 should have been held at. Uh, hasn't been official announcement yet, but for the most part, it looks to be still solid. They're, I think they're still waiting, which is weird, but yeah. uh, it's kind of a late notice in my opinion. But I think they're waiting to see what the NFL does because the Super Bowl is going to be in Tampa. Yeah, and well, they've even Tampa. talked about – I've heard rumors they could move it uh, three or four weeks, maybe even six weeks into the future um, just to hopefully fit more uh, people or any people into the stadium. But uh, the way the way the numbers are looking here for uh, the pandemic, who knows? Who knows where we're going to be? I don't think anybody – I think everybody has pretty much thrown it up in the air going, we'll just see well, with everything. Here's, like, here's the thing know? about Florida right now. Florida's even even then – I think Florida is still going to allow people to be able to be there. And with a stadium like, you know, uh, Raymond James, that was called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Raymond they James. Rename it? Uh, I can't remember if it got renamed or not, but nah, anyway, still Raymond James, I believe um, a stadium like that in Tampa, a stadium like that size. Anyway, whole 65,000, whatever you want to call it. You're able to do true social distance, distancing sure. yeah. and still have thousands of people there. You could still yeah. bring in 10,000 and yeah. social distance. And still have in between that your virtual fans that can pay and actually charge them this time to be on those screens or whatever you want to do as yeah. far as your Thunderdome or however you want to call it. Um, you know, maybe I think it. that's the way to do it. I, I, I honestly do, but uh, they they're probably waiting to see what the you know what the possibility is and where where we're going to be at that point. I think right now we're at a month to month just looking at it going. Well, uh, and they're already talking about. I think they're, they're they are they they signed on to do more um, more shows in uh, at least November in Orlando, but December doesn't look to be, they can't, they, they're not going to be able to do December there for at least not the full month because of the, yeah. the NBA starting back up possibly in, in the arenas. So now they're looking at, if that's the case, uh, other venues they've looked at to have heard, these places. I've heard that they've, they've looked at Tampa at the, uh, what is it? The uh, Tropicana field down there, yeah, which Tropicana is, field. which could be really interesting. Yeah. They've, they've, they've looked at uh, like three or four different places, and not just in in Florida, they've looked at other places too. So um, it'll be interesting to see what comes about if, if that happens, if that change goes through, and and what um, you know how the Thunderdome or whatever we're gonna call it's gonna look like. And uh, oh man, sorry, yawn. Uh, things like that too, as well. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, it's definitely gonna be uh, gonna be an interesting. We don't know what we're gonna what, what everything's gonna look like, let alone. I mean, there's even talk of the possibility about. You know, uh, other areas, other local wrestling in the, in, involved in Indiana and, and Kentucky and places are also kind of scaling back and removing fans or, or things like that, too, as well. So, yeah, I already know. I mean, they, you know, they were there were several 
uh, Tracy Smothers benefit shows or not benefit shows, right. but tribute shows that were planned. Uh, Jeffersonville, they had one plan for Evansville, uh, and they've, they've had to cancel them all and postpone them to another time. Um, so it, you know, Indiana was, was way ahead of the game. If you remember OVW, we went to Indiana to, to do our shows when we couldn't do them in Kentucky. Right. And, uh, now Indiana has kind of tightened those reins back in even more. Well, I do, I do want to say this shout out to, OVW, you know, management staff. I mean, we're part of the the staff, so I mean, it, I'm not trying to toot our own horns, but everybody involved yeah. as a team, you know, did, has done all the protocols, done everything right. We haven't heard or seen of any. There's not been any outbreaks between our our guys. They're not, and and as far as um, um, you know, fans or whatnot, we've done everything right. We social distancing. Put they're wearing masks. Same with us. We're backstage. We're wearing masks. Yeah. Mandating. All these things, whether we was in Tennessee or in Kentucky, or not Tennessee, uh, but yeah, Tennessee, we've done Indiana, some shows there, Indiana, Indiana, yeah, or Kentucky. And, well, uh, as a, so. what people might not know is, you know, for the same deal with with you and I and with all the wrestlers. You know, we're we've got masks on the entire time in the back. The only time that we're taking them off is when we come through that curtain. So we wear them up until we hit that curtain, and then we come out. And when we perform, we wear them. Some people still are wearing them. You know, we've got our camera crew, and they they still wear them. And uh, I even will wear my mask out sometimes. So you know, before I announce, throw it in my pocket when I do my thing, put it back on, and head back. You know, so um, you know we've got the crowd all distance. So they're in their little family pods, and so we're doing the best we can. But uh, we're kind of at the mercy of of the state and you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And the other things too, is that when it comes to social distancing, um, one of the things that, you know, you wear a mask, but it, the only, the, the way you conduct it or get it according to the CDC is that when you're without a mask, um, between within six feet of someone and both of you don't have a mask on basically, mm-hmm. uh, and you're, and somebody may have been exposed and that's how you get it. So it's that, it's that interaction that close together, Yes, you're saying well, wrestlers do whatever, but if they're tested, everything's done. They've read, they, they haven't been exposed or whatever. When they're in a match, I mean, sometimes you know their matches don't last as long as 15 minutes, and you know, uh, be you know anything backstage as far as the guys are together. Again, social distancing down. Everyone's wearing a mask. If they're not within six feet, they're wearing a mask. So right. that's the key, and that's just behind the scenes of what's going on. And not that we need to show that out there, but that's what's happening. Legit. Yeah. I mean, everyone is wearing a mask. It's mandated by the state, but it's also it's 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 our management's mandating it. They're saying this is what we got to do to protect our company, protect our 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 staff, and more most importantly the fans. Um, and uh, so yeah, so it's it's pretty uh, pretty awesome that uh, have management do that. And I know it's the same with Impact, and I'm not sure. I'm sure it's the same in WWE. I just don't know because I'm not there. But I have heard reports that it is very serious there as well. But you know, we'll see what happens um, when it comes to the, you know the fan interaction or the or the what's going to happen with um, you know WrestleMania and whatnot. I mean, I'm okay with it going back to Tampa. I'm perfectly fine with that, and I think yeah. this would be a smart choice. But the, the key is fans or no fans. That's that's the that's the deal, and we we'll have to find that out. Um, speaking of uh, WWE, since we're kind of talking about them, let's kind of go a little further. I mean, we 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 are we're leading towards Survivor Series and. It just seems like a weird. I, I'm not a. I'm, I don't like this whole brand. I don't either. I, I don't either. We, we've talked about it here recently, and it and it makes it even worse when you're coming right off a draft when you know yeah. a lot of people have switched brands and the the, the 
the brand pride has always been something to me that just that doesn't make sense. It's not, this isn't ECW. You know what I mean? This is NXT. Maybe it made sense last year when it was like, okay, NXT, I, I see how people have pride for that show, but like Raw and SmackDown are so interchangeable anymore that it just, it, it well, just doesn't make right. sense. And I heard, uh, Jimmy Cordeas uh, say on one of his ref and rants, if you don't follow him on social media, do that. Cause he's got some good ones that come out Monday through Friday, every week, every day. Um, he um, he basically said, you know, back when they first did the brand extension and did this challenging brands, he said it was real because the, their legit was a separate brand. You know, when it came to we wanted to beat them in the ratings, we wanted. You've heard the stories from sure. Paul Heyman. That's why he, you know, SmackDown Six, it, yeah, yeah, all that whole stuff. So that was the truth behind that. But it's like you know, now it's it's not that it's not that. I mean, you got if I'm not mistaken, ain't the same guy. Executive producer now running both shows isn't yeah isn't well, uh, isn't Bruce Prichard Bruce doing both yeah, yeah. he's kind of overseeing both well here's the other thing like uh, the way that they that they couch it when you when you watch it on the air it's one thing for them to be prideful of their brand it's like I think Raw is better than SmackDown and fine and there's probably some viewers that think that way too what I can't stand is when they go onto the other show and I mean it's like there's like us viewers only watch one. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I'm Drew McIntyre, and I'm from Raw. It's like, we know. We watched it Monday. We, right. we know who you are. You know, I mean, it's it, they act like it's it's different people watching, you know, different shows, and, and it's it's just not. It's, it's all the WWE. I'm fine with separating into two rosters, you know, giving us more content and giving more stars opportunity, but you don't have to position us one way or the other. <laughs> it just yeah. doesn't have to be like that. Right. Um, the only thing that I am interested in um, is, you know, I, I certainly didn't think Drew McIntyre would win back his title uh, very quick, but they've already got a match set up for Monday night. And who knows when this, when this drops, this may have already happened, but, um, but he, he went to SmackDown and got in Roman Reigns face and then beat Jey Uso does does he win back the title already? Does this set up their match for Survivor Series, or is that just to create doubt in our minds about Monday Night? I don't know. I, I'm I'm uh, I'm lost in it because I, I'm. It makes no sense. That's what hope, the whole brand. It makes no sense to me. Why even worry about that? Like, yeah, Randy just took your title, but now you're going to to SmackDown. I get it if you're saying like. I'm going to smack down and show him because I'm going to win this Monday. I'm going to be the one you're taking on. I get that kind of sort of, but wh sure. why tell that story now? Why, why yeah. even go that route? Like your focus shouldn't be on Roman Reigns. Your focus should be on, you know. Uh, well, Randy and Orton. as as hot as Roman Reigns is, this is just white noise that just that just takes away from everything that Roman has done in the last two months. You know, I mean, everything he's done has been so solid and everybody's on that bandwagon. Why take away from that by putting him in a match with another champion who has absolutely no story with him? Yeah, I just don't. It, it's kind of like, um, I, again, I just don't, um, I just disagree uh, with it all. Uh, the way they do this brand. Why, why do champion, you know, do it. Do, just do it this way. Don't do champion versus champion. Do do a team. Do the champion picks a team. Champion picks a team. And do a Survivor Series team. Where you, then, you can, then what you can do is you can tell different stories within that. Yep. You can tell stories 
within the – like all of a sudden you got – of course he's going to pick Jay, but then all of a sudden he picks, you know, Daniel Bryan or Daniel Bryan gets selected and he's like, mm, I don't want him a part of your team. You're going to listen to what I say and then that builds this attention of right. that's a story to go further. Even order. better, Randy picks Drew because it's like, listen, I, I beat you, but I know you're one of the best stars I've got here. You still tell that story and maybe you throw somebody else into that match and then too. You can, then that gives a reason the why next Drew challenger. goes to SmackDrown exactly. and takes on Drew. And that gives why the or takes on Jay. And that yes. gives a reason that builds it doesn't need to be cha- it, you build a team, team raw, team smackdown, boom. That's your main event or whatever. And right. then you have other matches on Survivor Series. Other you have the then you have the women do the same thing. You have the right. women's Survivor Series. Therefore now you've got and you've got all these stories you can tell right there. So there's right. two matches. All these superstars are taking you got ten ten women, ten men taken care of and now you work focus on okay now we're going to focus on an intercontinental match a u.s title match right uh, you know this, because here here's the deal the, t- the titles aren't even on the line anyway so if the titles aren't on the line anyway why not just put them in the the big match and the titles aren't on the line they don't have right. to be on the line right so d- just do that and then you can still there's still an opportunity to tell a story where raw doesn't have that fourth person who they're going to get blah 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 and then all of a sudden oh someone Someone was a free agent and signed with Raw that was on jump SmackDown, ship, yeah. jump ship, or vice versa. Like this, it's 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 literally right there in your, and that's where you're like, oh, this is good. And then you're building all these stories within these others get within the teams, and then coming out of this, now you've got something leading all the way up to WrestleMania, definitely Royal Rumble, but possibly even right. WrestleMania that take because of course Royal Rumble is going to be another opportunity for you to tell a story to lead towards WrestleMania too as well. Because so how do, how does it help somebody like? Matt Riddle, or how does it help somebody like Keith Lee to be fighting over who is the captain of the team? How does that help them? Because like once it's all over, once this is all said and done, yeah, they can have tension with AJ or they can have tension with Sheamus or whoever it may be. But it was like, what is the tension over who calls themselves the captain of the team? I mean, that's, that's doing them no favors right now when Riddle and, and those two mainly, Keith Lee and Matt Riddle, are the two that need the biggest help, you know, because they haven't they haven't been positioned in the greatest light since they've been called up. Yeah. So I, or, I don't. Know. Or how about this? How about this? Let's say let's say go back to the whole. Let's say that uh, when this was announced before the match, Drew was picked as captain. However, that happens. Drew loses to Randy. Randy's a champion, and you mentioned the story about how about Drew goes to Randy like, look. I know that we don't see eye to eye. You're the champion. I'm the captain, whatever. But I need you on this team. Exactly. And then you have Randy going, I don't know if I want. You have Randy being Randy being like, you need me. I don't need you. And, and that whole and that leaves open the door of, okay, we're, it's going to be, I guess it looks like it's four on five because Randy is not going to be evolving. Randy doesn't want to work. And then at the very last minute, Randy shows up at the end and basically wins the match and then drew and helps win the match and then mm-hmm. drew looks over he goes he goes you actually were beat it was you were by yourself it was three to one or whatever and and i came out and if it wasn't for me then boom there's their attention you know i'm the champion and i actually won. like there's so many i mean i could right there's like 10 stories you could or, tell or, or how about this or how about this this is this is something major league baseball did uh you know a few years back when you know you're playing the all-star game every year and people like to watch the all-star game but what's what's the point what's the point of watching the all-star game there's no real winner and loser they just they just play yeah. so what did they do they decided to put stakes on the game so like whoever wins the game gets the uh gets the home field advantage for the world series right yeah, so right, right. 
why not? Why not do something like that? Now it's going to take some long-term booking, but whoever wins the most matches during this Survivor Series, if it's Raw or SmackDown, or whoever wins you know, the men's match, okay, well then Raw gets the, the actual main event, the last match at WrestleMania, or SmackDown gets the last match at WrestleMania. Yep. What may, it, it takes a little bit of long-term planning, but there you go. There is now you've got stakes in it. Or, or Raw, a Raw superstar is guaranteed to get the number 30 spot in the Royal Rumble. Or yeah. whatever, you know, even th- better th- things like that, and so, um, yeah, and then the and then the losing team gets number one, and then now you know it's a SmackDown star number one and a Raw or Vice whatever. Yes, and then there you go. You know, that's the that's the um, something like that to build towards your next. There, there, there's so many different stories they could do that are way. That honestly, I mean, I hate to say it, are way better than what they're producing now. Now they could surprise us, and we could be like. I'm one of those people that like let this let the process happen. Let us see yep. and critique it all. I'll, I'll say what I say right now, and then okay, all right. I'll see where they're going. Okay, my first assumption was no, but after seeing what they're doing, okay, I like it. Doesn't mean it can't be better. It just means okay, I, I, I'm okay with what they're doing now. However, I still I personally believe that what we've just talked about, regardless, would be a better story, better setup than what they're doing, and it would make you invested and want to see Survivor Series. Or right now. I really ain't. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll watch it probably just because, again, it's on the network. You just flip it on. I don't have to pay any more for it. But if it was a pay-per-view that I had to pay another 15 20 30 40 bucks for, wouldn't drop, wouldn't drop a dime on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, they should just call us. <laughs> well, maybe so. Uh, or maybe maybe they'll call us and uh, and then uh, who knows. Maybe, but then we have to cancel this account because apparently you can't have third-party things. Uh, which, which, <laughs> which uh, big news came out of WWE uh, this past week is that they released Selena Vega, which that was, was a shock, man. Yeah, what was your thoughts on that? I at first I was like, what? Like, how? What is going on with that? But then you read a little deeper into it and you see kind of what's been going on, and it's like, okay. First of all, my well, my first thought is she carried, and I think I said this when you when you texted me about it. It's like. Mm-hmm. She carried Raw for six months. Yeah, I mean, she was the focus of Monday Night Raw. Forget Drew McIntyre, which he was there, and he was the champ and whatever. Mm-hmm. She was on every episode of Monday Night Raw, she was. and her guys were the focus. Yep. So after that, I kind of looked a little further, and it's like, okay, well, she's big on Twitch, I guess. Um, and then she also had an interesting tweet about unionization. Now, don't know if that had anything to do with uh, the release. Rumors are like, you know, that the Twitch account did, and maybe she didn't want to give that up. But uh, I say now, as integral as she was in Raw for the last six months, this release may be one of the biggest things that has happened in the business in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll see it play out over the next year or so. Uh, this this could be this could be really interesting and change the business as a whole. Yeah, I, I mean you're right. It, it can, and um, well, I mean it's just interesting. I will say this though: her tweet about that did cause, um, you know, the the um, Screen Actors Guild Union president, who's a former Nine Two One Zero actress, um, you know, reach out to her and email, and they've they've talked. They started started having communication. So, um. Yeah, I mean, it could change the industry as we, as we know it, um, for sure. 
here's here's what I think is going to happen over the next year, and 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 because of AEW and and Tony Khan and his relationship with the NFL, he understands the players' union and stuff like that. I think Cody has kind of been outspoken about his feelings on, on that uh, and unionization and that kind of stuff. And and there's been so much talk, you know, since since Vince made the mandate that you couldn't have third party money coming in. That this what what will happen with WWE specifically is there either will be a union in wrestling or there will or he will hire all of his uh, performers as employees. I think one of the two things will happen and I think it'll happen sooner than later, to be honest with you. Well, here's the other thing, too, that I can see happening as well when it comes to contracts. I can see that if they, if they become utilized or whatever they're you know going to do or whatever, things like that, or if they go become employee, employee is different. But if they're still subcontractors and they get they have a union or no union, whatever, I can see that they are they will now cut back the cost of what they get paid. For example, let's yeah. say I'm. This is totally not not real numbers. Okay, I'm just I'm just right. giving using this for example. Let's say someone gets paid a thousand dollars a show. Okay, mm-hmm. to do whatever. Well, they can say, okay, now you get five hundred a show. We cut it in half. Mm-hmm. Um, then whatever merchandise sales you get, we cut that in half or by that yep. point. So now they've got to make up that. Uh, then they really got to have Twitch and OnlyFans and um, yes, yeah. Mixer, whatever else is out there, ProWrestlingTees.com, things like that, to collar and elbow, to make a better other income. And then it's like, do they allow other bookings outside of Because WWE doesn't. AEW, I think, Mm -hmm. is limited. It varies. But WWE definitely doesn't allow outside of bookings unless it goes through their PR. If you see guys showing up for something through like a Comic-Con or whatever, that is through the PR they booked. And and WWE's got money, and they got money. It's like a, a deal. So... And it's very, very rare. They only certain ones do it too, as well. So it's like, okay, does that? And that actually used to not be that way. That really changed in the late '90s, is when they when mm-hmm. they really put a put a hold on it because some of the WWE guys would show up at USWA and show up at you know these other shows and do and do a do a match or two. You know, Bret Hart was a champion, showed up at Terry Funk's uh, you know reunion show, and he he booked, right. he was a WWF champion at the time, and did you know we've seen it on Beyond the Mat. And that was around that time when slowly it stopped after that where those guys could do that and they couldn't do that anymore. So, you know, does it go do they go back and say, okay, well now they do they allow outside bookings? Which I understand why they don't from a from a, sure. from, a from a protective of their property standpoint or protective of the char- the character and who they are to make sure they have an idea leading you all the way up to WrestleMania. They don't have, you know, the main guy in the WrestleMania booking somewhere and get injured. I totally get all of that. It makes perfect sense. But You've got to, there's, but if they're not, but if they're not allowed to even go on and do something that's not, you know, on Twitch where they're just standing there talking and making money, then it's like, okay, wait a minute. You can't do that or you can't, I don't know. I, I know that I'm happy to work for a company that allows us to do other stuff. Both companies actually, right. you know, WWE and Impact allows us both to do outside projects as long as we still run it by the PR and make sure it's approved. But it's not like, no, you, and if there's an ever is a no, which I've never heard of a no, but if there ever is a no, there's a reason why. And it all makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. Why we're not going to go to this, because this, sure. you know, to this reason or whatever, because you're booked somewhere else or because you got this going on. But yeah. Well, I think, I think in the, the climate of wrestling right now is, 
the most likely for that kind of stuff to happen, not only because of, you know, what we've seen recently and what, what we've heard and even some, some higher officials that may end up in the president's cabinet <laughs> have talked about it too. We'll see how that goes. But the fact is that there's so much competition now and ways to make money if you're not mm-hmm. just in the WWE. Yeah. Um, so that's not just the only game in town anymore to, to actually make money. So if they decide to go the union route through all of wrestling, uh, that is probably the most beneficial for the performers themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, if if I'm WWE, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go ahead and and hire them as employees. Now, it's going to cost me more in benefits, and it's going to cost me more in travel and that kind of thing. But... The, the performers are the ones that are going to suffer, like you said, because you're you're going to be cut back. You're going to, you know, they're going to see because it's like if you're not a contract to perform anymore, okay, here's we're already paying you this much money, so we're not going to give you that much of a percentage of of you know of your merch or like you said, and we're not going to get you know certain bonuses other places, right. right? So and and since we're already now we're paying your travel and we're paying your your benefits, well, we don't have to pay you as much. Right. So, um, you know, I, I, I think, I think if I'm a performer, you know, I, I'm going to want to go the union route and I don't know how WWE is going to take that, but if they don't accept union performers, then, well, you've got other places to work. So I, it, this, this could change a lot of things. And it's, it, it's interesting how one little thing could set off that chain reaction but this uh this uh, release of zelina vega could could be the thing that does that so yeah and, and, I, and I really don't i really think it, it's um you know from what i understand according to the way i read on the report and i don't know this to be a fact at all even though i have friends since i really don't know this is literally just what i've read online and you can go see it yourself i've read that apparently because of the cutbacks where, she, where it was constantly traveling all the stuff is less money was being made and a lot more down a lot and there's a lot more downtime that happened. It didn't make sense, okay, from the performer standpoint. And these uh, third party areas were were realizing how much like supposedly people that have been doing these these other shows have been making a lot of more money than they would normally. So and I think what WBE is realizing is whoa, we're this is a lot of and now they're using even they're using their real name or not their their mm-hmm. aspect is holy cow they're making more than what they're paying make more us as a performer we got to get a stop to this if not we're going to lose them as a performer i think that's probably yeah. part of and of course thinking well you know obviously you know that's money that they're that uh, we should pro- be part of too as well and i get i get that from a business standpoint i get uh, like i'm on both sides i, I understand yeah well, no i am too well, I, well, I, I understand get both sides i should say i understand the business side of it and the promoter side wb i'm totally for that I also understand the the me being also a talent. I understand the talent portion of it and wanting to make money and wanting to do its best. I think there needs to be a coming together and shaking of hands and making a, a agreement that's best for both. And um, that's where maybe a union would come in play, where a union's like, no, we're going to represent, we're going to have a you know a players union, whatever you want to call it, a talent union. Sure. We're going to come yeah. together. This is kind of the deal we say. We get contracts. Okay, you're they're more than welcome to be this, but here's what needs to happen. And then, nope, they're allowed. You know, like for example, when um, when an actor you know does a movie, they're required to do certain press, or that's part of mm-hmm. their contract. So they go out and they do this certain press. 
but it's also when they're there, they, you know, they, they're, they're there to promote that movie, that show, whatever they can talk about, whatever else. But then at the same time, while they're there, they're allowed to do other things. They're allowed to do a, a book signing if they want to, or do this if they want to, or do all, you know, because endorsements, endorsements, endorsements. Yeah. That's another thing. And well, and, and you're not going to see, you know, and, and sure there's, they're not going to be able to go probably work other dates and that that's fine. I don't have a problem with that with WWE stars. I mean, cause I mean, you're not going to see Aaron Rodgers, you know, play on Sunday and win. And then all of a sudden Wednesday night, he's, you know, playing for an, arena football team right, just no. <laughs> to get, well, I mean, pick no, up an extra payday. Right, you know but, what I mean? It's but a, but you, you'll see Aaron Rodgers all throughout the week on a State Farm commercial, which is... Sure which, you, yeah, absolutely. Which, which you, you, you should because that's the endorsements. And I think the problem when I see with wrestlers is that they have to. The endorsement has to be a has to be a deal with the company, and then they right. they pick the star. So you know, be, um, I remember that was the big deal about CM Punk. CM Punk had the deal had a deal with Slim Jim. He was yeah. about to Slim Jim wanted him to be the next the next person compared to when they had Macho. They haven't had anybody since Macho Man, and they wanted to come back, and and they had it all set. But WWE was like, no, and WWE wanted. Basically wanted the deal to be with WWE, and they said no. We want it to be with CM Punk. We'll promote WWE, but it's right. all about CM Punk, and that's what knocked it. And that's what caused one of those big problems with CM Punk. Like I'm, right. leaving, you know, wanted to leave because I've sure. had so much money, and he also wanted to do the what, uh, what um, he had. He wanted to work, he had the deal worked out with. Uh, with I don't know if it was Jimmy Johns or whoever it was, it was basically the same thing Brock Lesnar does. He comes out and he has logos yeah. on his body, like an MMA fighter. He's like, that's you know, all this money's there, and they said no, but then they somehow allowed Brock Lesnar to do it after after right. a Punk left. So well, it's, it's all it's all what they signed in their contract, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, you can complain about it, you know, as as a, um, a performer, but when you sign your contract, it's all there already, you know. So I mean, that's that's where I side with the company a little bit. It's like you signed your contract, you know, it's there. Maybe when you signed your contract, there wasn't such a thing as Twitch, but there is now, um, you know, and and it that's why it says things in your contract to where outside third party things. But if you, you go back to the the NFL analogy there are certain things that you can do that are in relation to the company, i.e. your team or the NFL. And there's things that you can do on your own. So like you said, you'll see Aaron Rodgers in state farm commercials, but that he's not going to wear a green Bay Packers Jersey. No. In those, in the, in, nor can he. And usually when you, when you've seen like Brett Favre in the past, uh, mm-hmm. you know, involved in showing him like on the field, he would yeah. be wearing say green colors, green and yellow, right? But it would exactly. not say Packers. It would, not, it would just have four Favre, and it would not even look like you just seen it was green yeah. and the helmet was green or or whatever yellow. Exactly. Or whatever. So, so so you could see you could see guys like let's say Drew McIntyre for example. You know, you, if he was doing something on his own in this case and had his own endorsement, you're going to see him in the in the commercial. But he's not going to be one. He's not going to be able to identify himself as Drew McIntyre. Two, he's not going to be wearing a WWE championship or have WWE logos anywhere around him. Uh, he could just he could just be Drew, <laughs> but that's it. So so then, if it was a deal with WWE, for example, if you know they went back to doing, you know, the lugs commercial. I don't even know if lugs is still a thing, but yeah. you know, if, but you could if it's a you know coordinated effort, then you could so. Well, anyway, well, hold on, though. This is something I just I just saw this. Uh, he went live on Instagram and talked about this the other day, doing a, talking about his five year anniversary from his from his uh, his beer is uh, Steve Austin, and I think I remember reading in his book or reading in an interview somewhere where he actually was presented a Steve Weiser beer mm-hmm. years ago when he was with the WBF, 
and yeah. it got sh- and the WWF wouldn't wouldn't sign off on it. And he's like, "What do you mean they would not do?" Because it basically the way it was wor- worded was that it would be a Steve thing. So Steve could have this deal ten years from now; it'd be his beer right. regardless. But it was once again they wanted to be a WWF thing, and, and that which they own they own it forever. And that was, was like no, they don't. They wanted to work with Steve because they knew that even if he left WWF at this time, I think WCW was still around. If he left WWF, they could still always use that promotion, which is what they did with Macho Man with Slim Jim. Which yeah. is, I think, the whole point. They, Slim Jim had to deal with Macho Man, so wherever Macho Man went, Slim Jim was part of the company. So they advertised on WWF and later WCW, whatever. They didn't want to have that happen again, so they were want to control it, but. Um, but it never took off, and he just said, forget it. He was mad, and he had bad, bad blood with the company for, for years over it. Uh, but then, of course, he started his own beer and or restarted the IPA and what he had and all that stuff. And then he finally launched it, and sure enough, it's, 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 a, you know, it's, a, it's a great product. And it mm-hmm. makes sense for Steve Austin to have his own beer. Sure, I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, that's what you – if you look back at the iconic ver- – everything iconic is not only the stunner, but a Steve doing that and throwing beers down. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. That's, yeah. That's the thing. So – um, but anyways, it's, it's interesting to see. And like I said, I'm, I'm happy that I'm able to do third party things. And if I did and if I, the opportunity came where I didn't have to do it, I, I would hope that there's, there's a, um, um, material or, um, monetary, um, um, I guess figure to back that say, Hey, well, we kids can't do this. We'll at least honor you this way. And I'm hoping, that, right. and maybe that's, and again, that's maybe what they've signed up for, as you said, in the contract, and it just so happens that a lot more opportunities came up where they, whoa, I can make a lot more money if I didn't sign this agreement. So it's, yeah. you know, it's kind of a waiting thing, so. Well, and, and despite what what happens with the business and all that, let's just uh, still look at the fact that WWE lost a heck of a talent, and I think she's really proven herself, you know, this year, and uh, and I think they'll miss her as a talent and somebody who kind of brought managing back a little bit yeah. to uh, to WWE. So, um, so and and, and her husband's it, still there. We forget about that. Her husband, Alistair Black, and he hasn't been used real well himself. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in that case. So, yeah. but anyway, I, I don't know. Things things are going to get interesting in the business. I believe in the next couple of years. Yeah, real quick, uh, let's talk about Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green made her debut back on SmackDown this week after a long few months of being possibly where she's been rumored to to be put back on the main roster or been brought up to the main roster where we haven't seen her or whatever. And then she brings this ideal. But of course, during the match and and she got injured. You can uh, me being a kind of person who uh, does a lot of this stuff. I, I noticed from the very beginning that something was odd. That uh, you know, I, I feel like she got injured. It looked like I thought she got injured on a on a previous spot because I was like, "Ooh, that looks like it hurt." And then apparently, I think she got injured a little bit later, but got injured. So I, I think she was originally supposed to win the match, but the it changed right there on the fly. And uh, you know, but then she broke her wrist, had to have surgery, and is out for another few more months. So she has uh, had the worst luck ever. If you looked at uh, what uh, what Matt Cardona posted uh, on Instagram, I don't know if you saw. Yeah. But it was, uh, you know, I've seen her get told no by WWE to getting hired, then to doing nothing on NXT and finally getting an NXT match, but breaking her wrist during the match, which she so she had done that before. Uh, get surgery, rehabbing, coming back, still doing nothing, getting called up, going back to NXT, getting called up again, debuting on Raw, but it was a taped episode, so the segment was cut, to doing nothing, to finally debuting on SmackDown and breaking her wrist again. So just unfortunate for her. Yeah, and um, um, 
Maybe maybe uh, somewhere uh, Stephanie McMahon is still mad that she was the uh, – or not Stephanie McMahon, but uh, Daniel Bryan is still mad that she lied about being – um, you know, the therapist who had sexual relations with him or whatever it was that <laughs> a- right. angle like 10 years ago. That's um, right. Uh, which then she was on Tough Enough. And I remember her being on Tough Enough and thinking she was the best one because she's trained by Lance Storm. I was like, what? Yeah. And then they get rid of her and I'm like, why are you, what? What is going on? And of course it turned out, well, actually it turned out the winner turned out it, she quit wrestling, period. But, right. uh, but they end up getting, you know, uh, uh, Sonya and, and Mandy from it. And of course Chelsea. So it all turned out that the talent the talented people, even on the guy side, with um, with it all turned out to be they 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 gave the right people contracts over time. So, uh, which I would love to bring back tough enough, bring it back. I mean, uh, yeah, I think it's time for another one, maybe. I mean, it, it, it's you know, and you got the network, so why not? I mean, you could really just yeah watch the network, watch tough enough on the network, and do the lap, uh, do everything, do the you know. I think fans now. The last time I made fans interaction, which is what made. I think you need to take that away. I think uh, yeah. maybe fan interaction can have like a twenty percent or something or whatever, but it's most still come mm-hmm. up to the judges, or they can be like, uh, I don't know. You try to make it like American Idol, and it just you can't. The fans cannot. Or, or you with the, with the with the big craze, you know, the masked singer has been so huge, and now they're bringing out the masked dancer. It's time for the masked wrestler. <laughs> Put a couple of guys in masks, have them wrestle a match, and everybody's got to figure out who they are. Who they are. Old school. It's the Midnight Rider. I know it's Dusty. I know it's Dusty. Uh, <laughs> or, or it's the uh, the American. Like, oh, look at the American. We know that's Hogan. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyways. Um, Thoughts and prayers, quick recovery for Chelsea Green, and she's my, she's to me probably, if not one of the best talented uh, women wrestlers out there. And I, you know, I I think uh, on the on WWE's roster, you put her, I can put her, you can put her in there with Charlotte, with um, it just in, in, pick a name them uh, Becky yeah. or when she was there or um, just any of those people. And I, I promise you, she'll she'll be she'll have a phenomenal match and be probably one of the best out there so i'm i'm hoping that they this doesn't bring her down as far as not them not using her I hope when she's healed up they break, put her right back on top because it looked like she was going to go in the top spot so they put her right back yeah. on top where she belongs and um for sure so uh well i mean we've we've been we've discussed a lot of stuff in this over an hour here and uh, i guess uh we still got more to discuss but we'll just kind of we'll just kind of end it uh, there we got a lot uh, a lot happening um OVW is uh, is possibly and I, I throw this out there. They, we are the official podcast of OVW, so we can kind of break news. We're working on probably at the December uh, Christmas Chaos show, going to launch like a pay per view style system. Where, who that's through or how that how that's going to be about, we don't know yet. But that's something that can change uh, our our company because we've never really done that before. Yeah. And as it stands now, December fifth is uh, is the date. We will see uh, if that stands. And like I said, things are changing all over the country, and even here in Kentucky, day by day. So yeah. uh, we'll see. But already the challenge has been thrown down. Brian Pillman Jr., Tony Gunn for the OVW Championship in a cage uh, this week. It is uh, it is going to be explosive because not only Tony Gunn, not only Brian Pillman Jr., but also the National Heavyweight Champion, Mister Pectacular Jesse Goddard, is all going to be in the building. 
Well, I mean, Brian, Brian Pillman threw at the challenge and said it, but I mean, Tony's got to accept it because that's Tony's true. Technically, you know, number one contender for the national title. So why would he take on Brian Pillman? So we'll have to see if Tony does accept it. But but all three are supposed to be in the building uh, this yeah. week. Um, and then you've got uh, what's going on with the LLB and the Tate Twins. You know, Tate Twins winning the titles. LLB uh, wanted the rematch, but the Tate Twins didn't show up and. And according to the to the weird, um, sometimes there's a lot of weird rules, and they knew the loopholes, and they caused it where now LLB could possibly get their, have their titles back. But so, we so they out. they've claimed themselves as champions right now, and we still have not heard from the Tate twins or heard why they didn't show up because they were they were scheduled to be there, uh, and they they just did not show up. That's not like them. So uh, hopefully we'll find out what's going on there and yeah. uh, and continue that and see if the LOB really do get their titles back around their waist after after losing them at the Nightmare Cup. Absolutely, which which is leading up to that Christmas Chaos show where. Uh, you got a cage, and uh, if there's a cage there, you know who knows what else is going to happen if it's going to the cage matches or not. But it definitely, it, it, and if there's even going to be a cage match in the first place, because again, Tony Gunn's got to accept that challenge, 100%. So um, it's going to be interesting, man. I'm I'm excited uh, for what's to come, and then uh, of course the landscape of the whole pay per view possibility of of changing the game, where you know if we have less have to have less people in the crowd. Well, there is a way to watch it. And why not? I mean, think about this. A family of this, – this logistically, okay, and I know this may not be great for the company, but think about it. If a family of five wants to go to the show and it's 10 bucks a ticket, that's 50 bucks. But if a family of five wants to sit home and watch it on pay-per-view and for 10 15 bucks, they just save money. But it also yep. opens the door. That's, that's the local people. But it also opens the door for people that are listening to the show that are overseas or listening in California or listening in, in Illinois or all these areas that maybe not be able to travel and drive in. But now I can watch the OVW Big Special live and pay the money instead of driving down, spending the gas, spending the hotel, spending the ticket, and still pay for the $10, $15 show. And there you go. Now you've, yep. you've, you've got to see it. And you've also saved money and time. And you're in the comp- company of your own home. And you're quarantined where you're safe. And you don't have to worry about what's going on in the pandemic out there. So that's another another bonus. So we'll see what happens there. And it's gonna ch- it definitely changes the landscape of OVW, hopefully for the future. So um, thanks for listening, guys. As always, you can find us all on the Podcast Avenues, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, uh, the uh, TuneIn Radio app, iHeartRadio, or just go to ringsidepodcast.com. And then, uh, indiv- and then you can get us all on the social media, the Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebook, at Ringside Podcast. Individually on Twitter, I'm at Daniel Spencer. And I'm Eric on the air. All right. And uh, hopefully next week or next time we'll have another guest and, and do a three-man booth again. Or may- we, de- you know, we need to line up a few, um, a few people to even come in and talk about what it's like to wrestle in this pandemic state. Sure, I'd love to get some of those guys on the, on the show or gals even. So we'll, we'll work on that. I know we've had some talks in the past with some other some of the people we've even teased on here, but it's just, it just hasn't worked out schedule-wise. So hopefully we'll get that soon. So uh, any final thoughts, Eric, before we go? No, I, I'm just uh, excited about where everything's going, uh, you know, taking it a week at a time just like everybody else, and uh, and we'll uh, we'll find a way. Wrestling always seems to find a way, doesn't it? It does, absolutely. Well, as always, in the meantime, but between time until next time, we will catch you ringside and maybe with Shaq. Ooh.